1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: (laughs) It's Mike show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Uh, Bear's role in this production?
1: On WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: Happy to have you along for the ride on this Thursday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off today. Nate Geary is filling in for him. Zach Jones at the controls and joining us now on the West Hur hotline. Longtime friend of the show. Am not going to go with here, Joe Yurden on the line? Joe, it's nice to see a banner on the old Twitter feed there. Uh, how how's, how's things going, man? It, things are good. Things are good. It's. Uh...
3: I know, man. It's it's a little it's a little wild getting out on your own venture and you know kind of throwing your hat into everything. It's uh, busy, but I love it. It's uh, I, it's so good to be doing this again.
2: Well, I, I'm certainly glad for you. I know, like the last few times we'd visited, um, you know, think you know things weren't going like maybe you would have liked them to be going. So we're we're very happy to hear that things are on the upswing for you and you're and you're extremely busy. Um, how, how, let's 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 start here. Um, during the, the, the first hour of the show today, Nate and I and Zach were talking about whether or not this year has been a success already. Something I, I saw Jeremy White from our morning show pose this question on, on Twitter. It, you know, they're, they're in a race. You've got guys developing. Certainly you want to see them make it, but to me it doesn't make or break the year. Like, how, how do you view like, where the Sabres are and whether or not it is you know, fair to consider the season so far a success? I, I
3: would say to this point, yes, it, it is a success because, uh, I mean, I don't know, I, I view it as they're they're further ahead now than I think oh, where maybe a lot of us thought they were going to be. Um, just because, you know, because, you know, I mean, we're, we're basing this off them having, what, 76 points last year. And I think the idea was as long as they come in maybe like 10, 10 plus points above that, you can call it a you can call it a really good season, uh, and I mean you know right now they're well, they're on pace for just about that, roughly. I mean uh, you know you're, you're looking at that, and if things go right, you're talking about playoffs. So for me, it's I I think the view changes now because they're in the race. Um, I, I think that's where where things get, and you know the expectations are always hey you're close go for it, um, but this but this group isn't going to be dissolved if they don't make it, you know, this, this group is just Mm -hmm. starting. It's a, it's a different spot than say like the capitals and the penguins are in right now. Like caps and penguins are are old and they want to stay in it and they want to get one last crack at it. Ideally, this is Buffalo's first of many times where they're going to be either in the race or already going to the playoffs. So this is for me, it's, it's an incredible season, but you got to finish strong. You know, and I, I know there's a lot of doomers that are like, well, you know, if they lose the rest of the way, it's like, well, if that happens, there's a lot of problems. But um, but right now, I mean, you have to really like what you're seeing, you know, at a micro level with with each prospect, with each player as it's going on.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, boy, you nailed it. P- Pittsburgh and Washington, to me, if they want to go trade for Patrick Kane, and I, I haven't really seen them linked to Kane. It seems to be the Rangers are, are the thing, even though they already made the big move for Tarasenko um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, like, if, you, if you've if got Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin or Alex Ovechkin and T.J. Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom and you want to go get Patrick Kane to make one last push, uh, you know, knock yourself out. Go pay that premium if it's going to be a premium. Um, like I, it should be obvious, I think, to this fan base that the Sabres should not be in the rental market at all. Like, I'm okay with giving up assets for Timo Meyer or even Jacob Chikrin but renting players is not a business. I think Kevin Adams and the Sabers should be anywhere near at this point.
3: No, especially when rental prices are are, are prospects or high picks. Like, you know, I know they have three second round picks coming up in this draft, and hey, maybe you're going to use that to get, you know, maybe another defenseman uh, to help out because they they've got PK problems. They've got, you know, you want to kind of cut down on some of the shots and the quality chances again. So. Um, but I mean, are you gonna give up a Matt Savoy or a Roseanne or, or a Kuit for somebody you're gonna have for a couple months and maybe they walk? No way. You're just not gonna you know get involved in that kind of race and, um, and that, that's kind of what I mean when when I say like you know this, this is the fir- this is the first step of a lot that they're gonna be that they're gonna be taking as we go on because you want to see how these guys perform in this kind of situation. I mean couldn't ask for a better thing to find out to get these guys this experience so that when they're in the spot next season, ideally, and maybe better, they're like, okay, we've already been here. We've done this already. Let's, yeah. let's just make it work. Um, yeah. So for me, that's, you know, that, that's, that's what makes it, that's what makes it easy. And I know it's hard for fans because it, cause you want to see them add and just get better and, and just take it, take it over. They can still do that. It's just, you know, it's, it's hard to do. They're, they're in the hardest conference in the NHL. The six best teams are in the East. You know, it's, it, it's wild.
2: Joe Yurden, our guest here on uh the Wester hotline. Uh you can find Joe on uh, un, uh, uh under the auspices of Bleacher Report as well as well what what is the substack you want to want to make sure we get that in? Absolutely.
3: It's uh, notedhockey.substack.com. I got a Okay i got to go, go buy me a, uh, a domain to make that a little easier to, to sell. So, uh, But, yeah, noted hockey at Substack, that's the place to find uh, find more of my work, more Sabre-centric work
2: there. Excellent. So, you know, on the subject of trades, we agree, like rentals. And, again, I, I think this should be obvious. I only say it because I, maybe, you know, the entire audience isn't there or maybe they strongly disagree. I don't know, but that's my opinion. Um, but Chikrin or Timo Meyer, like, I, I think those – fit really nice, a- nicely age-wise and um, mm-hmm. development-wise. And, look, I, I-, I don't want to give up, um, you know, the best of the litter of the kids, but right. they've got a lot of assets. And, A, they're all not going to hit. And, B, even if they did, where are they all going? You know what I mean? Like right. I-, I don't want to be ridiculous and say the Sabres have got too many good young players. But right. they've got enough that they could part with a guy or two and a pick in a Timo Meyer trade, and or or a Chickren trade. And I don't want to say not miss it. Obviously, if the guy they trade away becomes you know a rockstar number one center or top line winger for someone, you're going to lament having given the guy up. But Meyer mm-hmm. Chickren still have very good, if not their best, years in front of them, and th- those kind of trades make a lot of sense. They almost sound like. Built in a lab for Kevin Adams to approve of to me fitting the timeline and, and what he what he's looking to do. Um, so, do you think they should be aggressive um, on that front? I, I've
3: kicked around the thought of Chikrin being the, I, the the guy you can take a swing at and you can live with it because whatever guys you're you're moving, you know, picks prospects, what have you. Whatever you're moving to Arizona to get them, uh, you can get it back if he says because you know, he's got what two more years on his contract. Mm-hmm. He says I'm not gonna re I'm not gonna sign in Buffalo when when it's you know when my, when my contract's up because he goes to UFA in two years. He says I'm not gonna resign. You know I'm not getting power play time. You know I really want to be playing on the power play. I'm not gonna get that here. You know, peace out. Uh, you can trade him again, and you can get back what you give up because presumably he's still gonna be really good, uh, and you can make that move because you have. Cause you have the luxury of having Mm -hmm. Rasmus and Owen power already, (laughs) you know? So, I mean, it's, it's not like you're going to, you know, you're going to handicap your team by getting you by, you know, trading chicken in a, you know, in a year and a half time. If you add them, Uh, you're you're just not. And plus what you're going to get back, you can take care of some other problems in the pipeline or in your lineup already. So for me, that's, that's an ideal one. It, it feels a little bit fantasy, fantasy hockey wise, Mm -hmm. but, um, but that, I mean, I don't know. That makes a lot of sense for me. Meyer's a little trickier because, I mean, yeah, he's RFA after this year. He controls rights. Great, perfect. What are you paying him though? Yep. And that's that's where I think things get a little hairy because you look at the deal Thompson signed. You know, team friendly. Well, I mean, looks really team friendly now, yep. obviously, but yep. um, but then you know, Cousin signs his and he comes in just under Thompson, which is probably not on you know not a coincidence. Uh, so that kind of sets a bar yeah. right there. Uh, and I, I have to assume Meyer's going to ask for – he's going to look at Jeff Skinner making $9 million and say, hey, that's what I want.
2: Skinner's contract for sure. Yes, I agree. So, I mean, do you, do you risk possibly
3: upsetting the, you know, the, the dynamic in the room by mm-hmm. adding a guy at the deadline, maybe moving out some guy you know, guy or guys that you really like with the group? And then having this guy come in and say, like, "Oh, by the way, I want to be one of the highest paid guys on the team right now." You know, like that's that's something where I I, I think that I, if it's not at the front of their minds, I think it is, is it has to be at the back of their minds that you know you're going to have to pay a lot of money on the backside of this. And let's face it, July 1st. I mean, never mind free agency. They're going to be probably handing Rasmus Dahlin uh, a month yeah. contract extension on the first. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and maybe even Owen Power, depending. I mean, it's. There's a, those two deals are going to be vastly gigantic deals for them to get taken care of. So to do that and then also have to worry about getting Meyer taken care of and then figuring out where your cap's going to be, you know, four, five, mm-hmm. six years down the road, it gets a lot harder.
4: Joe, let me ask you about Victor Olofsson, because I think if I asked you about Victor Olofsson a month ago, maybe you would have a very different tune than where we are with Victor Olofsson now. And then if I asked you about Victor Olofsson, two and a half months ago, it would be probably be different than what you would have said a month ago and then today. So it, it just seems like, again, with him, it's just this peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, I, You know, and 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 you've got Donnie moving some lines around, and maybe now you've got him up on that second line with Dylan Cousins, although we haven't really seen that materialize offensively. Where are you with him as as the trade deadline nears – like I wonder if like maybe he's the guy you're thinking about as a roster player with some term, and he's young and he's been a semi-successful you know scorer in the league. I just for me he's got to be the one guy's circle about like I've got questions about how he fits on this roster in the future, and maybe that's something you consider moving now.
3: I think that thought is on a lot of our minds. Uh, may- maybe not with some, some of the folks in the media, but I know a lot of us are, are kind of kicking that around in some of our conversations of, uh, you know, not necessarily what do you do with them, because you know what you do with them. You, you have them on the power play. You have them use a shot uh, to give you an advantage, you know, when you've got the extra man. And then you got to hope that his five-on-five play that is you know, holds up and stays strong, and he can contribute there. For me, this season, he's been so, you know, up and down with with the production and, the you know, the, the quality. I mean, it, It it makes it tougher, but Olafson to me feels like, and I love his, I love his shot. I love his game. Love the guy. Feels like he's almost like a luxury piece for this group right now because of those, those very particular things that he's good at. And they have some guys that aren't getting on the power play that also might be able to do kind of the same thing. Obviously. I mean, for me, Olsen has one of the best has a top three, top four shot on the power play to score and it just so happens one of his teammates might have a better one yeah <laughs> um, you know and one of the other guys they're playing against tonight and the other guy they're playing against on sunday so i mean it's it it, it feels like he's it, he's a luxury piece and for, for me like a top like one of the top teams in the east or maybe a western conference team they need help on their power play they need to score man it's the guy i'd be i'd be calling buffalo and be like hey look we see what's going on, but we could really use a boost on our power play down on our lineup. We could use some extra, you know, some extra goals. What would it take to get Victor? Um, So to me, that's just kind of how I see it. But I mean, they, they love it. I mean, they love his game on the power play here, which, you know, they don't want to mess around with that too much just because it's been so good. I mean, it's it's been a little off lately, but um, you know, as long as it's top five, top six in the NHL, they're going to, they're not going to, they're not going to do too much to mess with it. But, uh, but I think right from the get-go of this season, right when you know Quinn and Paterka were making the you know were making the roster, and Krebs you know Krebs is now there you know not taking Krebs out of the lineup ever again probably. Yep. Yep.
2: Um,
3: you're thinking, I don't know where does where does Victor fit into all this? You know, moving down moving down the road because I don't know if if I'm Victor, I'm looking at when my contract ends. I'm peeking around the league saying like, all right, well where else might I might I have to go to to get the uh, to get what I need?
2: Yeah, he he he's sort of an odd. He's, you know, like Skinner and Oposo are veterans. Uh, you've got the young group. Olson is sort of right in the middle, right? Is it 27? Um, so it's it's kind of weird. Like, he's he's sort of in no man's land as far as being a part of the young group, but he's also not this grizzled vet yet. Um, he's You know, he's already making $4.5 bucks a year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think ideally you'd like Quinn to probably replace him as soon as next year, uh, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, you're talking about a shot on the power play. Like Quinn is, I think maybe his best attribute is his shot as well. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. it's Olafson's shot, but you know, how much would you really miss it? Um, You know, the the question is like, what do you, what, what do you find your way to? And in the short term for this year, if you wanted to move him because he's not a part of the long-term puzzle, are you ready to replace him right now? because you know the amount of goals he has i know he's not again he's not like one of the young up and coming you know guys that we're all sort of fascinated by but he has scored some big goals for this team this year
3: yeah that's i think that's a, another big part of it is that if you're going to make a if you're going to make a move with him uh, to use him in a trade this year what you bring back you know the player you bring back better be able to also score um you know, because you're, you're talking about throwing a lot of pressure on Quinn, on Krebs, to say, like, okay, well, we got rid of Victor. It's on you guys now. Like, I think that's the kind of role they want to ease those guys into. I mean, we're, we've seen how they've eased Krebs up the lineup now, and he's earned and deserved every bit of that. Um, and Quinn, you know, I mean, you know, Quinn's had his ups and downs, too, and I think if you're throwing, throwing him right into the mix to say, like, all right, buddy, we, you know, Victor's gone. you you got to take care of business on that second unit. I don't know like that's I mean guys feed on pressure and whatnot but you still got to work it out you know you still you still you know power plays are, are a little finicky sometimes especially when they're not going that well like it is now it, it's it's tough to, to go really messing with chemistry and 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 the units but um I it, it, it's you know I, I think that's one where if you're making that call for Meyer I mean I don't think you want to have Victor go somewhere else in the Eastern Conference, or? Uh, or sorry, he's. An, he, I keep thinking Myers already on New Jersey because I already had him traded. <laughs> um,
2: Thank you. Right, so,
3: right, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, uh, but I mean, like, if you put him out west, like, I mean, you can live with it. Like, that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. It's you know you don't have you see him twice a year probably, and I mean, listen, I don't think San Jose is going to be a Cup threat here for for a while. So, I mean, you you can get by with it, but um but i i don't know if that's a move you make now i think maybe over the summer right. that's something you look to address
2: yeah um joe you mentioned you just used the word chemistry and and that reminds me I, I sort of wanted to circle back it's more of like a overview type question here because in talking about meyer and this has come up on our show uh as well like how does the group react to acquiring a player that suddenly goes to the top of your salary chart and that's that's one thing that's that you know, can change. It doesn't have to. They could want to stay where they are and not have anyone that they acquire, you know, go ahead of that. If if Owen Power or Rasmus Darlene exceed that, that's great. They're already here. They've quote-unquote earned it. Um, but those sorts of decisions are the kinds of things that start to come when you become a contending team again. And the same goes for how the coach handles his players, and how the players handle the pressure. How does the coach handle the pressure? Um, I'm really curious to see how how much the Sabres can sort of hold the thing together that they've built because I think it gets harder. If you have aspirations to really be a contender, you may go out and acquire someone who earns more money than Tage Thompson or, or Dylan Cousins. And guys have to – figure out how to deal with that and live with that. And I'm really curious to see how Adams and Granado sort of navigate. It's been it's been really easy, I think, uh, relatively speaking, for mm-hmm. Granado to sort of be sort of loose, uh, go make mistakes, you know, die trying, be moving forward. We need to learn what you can do. Like, that's all well and good. But once you are in a race and the games matter and the standings are important, I think a lot of that stuff can change.
3: Yeah. And I think what we've seen, and I'm just, it's like I'm thinking from the emotional part of this, this team, these guys ride highs and lows really hard. Uh, you know, I, I, we've seen it happen a lot where they, you know, if the, if the games, you know, if they're, if they're up or whatever, whatever the situation is, they give up a goal. And they're just kind of like, Oh man, we gave up a goal. And then another one follows it relatively quick thereafter you got to look out because things snowball because it's just, you know, the, the sticks get squeezed immediately tight mm-hmm. and everybody's kind of a little bit, you know, I mean, it, that's a youth thing. Like that's a, yep that's a young guy trait if I've ever seen it. Um, so it, there's a lot of like, of, of that sort of thing you have to navigate. And that goes for off ice too. Uh, you know, I, I think of the reaction around the room when they, when they sent Benny Stroza down to Rochester And a lot of the guys were really bummed out because he's a great dude. You know, he's a great guy in the room, the whole thing, you know, and he's been part of it since last season, you know, you know, it was was him and Dylan cousins riding, you know, riding together basically all season last year and, you know, really helping each other out. And I mean, cousins obviously grown from there. So, uh, but I mean, if you're talking a trade, or you know something like that it's it's a lot of lessons that you got i mean people are tired of hearing about learning lessons but like there's a lot to learn about the pro game mm-hmm. on that side of things too and uh, i i think if if you add a like a meyer like player where they're you know they're, they're going to command more money than than thompson and and uh, and cousins i think as long as the guy is a good fit in the room which right. you know scouting wise it you know that's that's more secretive than anything. Um, that you know that you're because you're basically relying on rumors and whispers and this, that, and the other thing. But um, but if he's a great guy that fits in te- you know, with the with the room and everybody loves him, that's an easy sell. But and I mean, geez, we don't have to go too far back into Sabres history to find guys that talent-wise on the paper, you're thinking, wow, this is going to be amazing. And then the second they get in the room, it's like, uh-oh, what, what do we do here? So yep. uh, I, I think that's – if there's something to be learned from recent Sabres history, I think that's that, that's, that's got to be right at the front of the mind because there's so many young guys in the room that if you get a powerful influence in there and that guy's kind of out for himself, boy, that's that's when things can get tough and get bad quick.
2: Yeah. I, I've saved the, the, the whopper for the end here, Joe. Uh, if you were Kevin Adams, would you be in the goalie market right now?
3: Right now, no, uh, because at the deadline, I mean, who are you getting at the deadline? I know everybody wants uh, go get Gibson, go get demco go, go you know all these guys. That trade is almost impossible to to do in the season because there's so many moving parts to it. um You know, thinking salary wise, I mean, prospect wise, whatever you can. Move those guys because they're out of sight, out of mind, especially picks. Um, but you know, who are you sending? Out, who are you sending the other way? In that, is it Lee or is it Lucanin? Because one of those guys is going. Um, so which guy do you feel good about? I'm sure everybody's. Well, I mean, after last game, a lot of people are probably screaming Lucanin, But um, <laughs> you know, it, but it's you know, it's one of those guys is going. Well, you know, say you trade for Demko. He's had a horrible season, and yeah. you know, he's coming off an injury. Uh, Gibson's. Gibson's numbers look horrible, but his team is terrible. And yeah. he's really, you get into like the the goalie, the deeper goalie analytics, and his some of his numbers really pop good. So uh and you know, he won't be facing quite as many shots as he faces in Anaheim. So you're thinking, like, well, maybe that works. But then, you know, you're adding a five million dollar goalie for the next, you know, four or five years. You've you've basically, you know, and everybody's like everybody's, you know, chomping at the bit to get Devin Levi here. It's like, well, What's Devin Levi thinking? If you add a, add a, a uh-huh. Gibson or a Demco here, because those guys have years, you know. And I mean, you're you're I mean, you're not getting Portillo. He's not coming. Um, I mean, I, I think that's kind of assumed at this point. But um, if it's not already essentially yep. a fact, but but I mean, with you know with Levi, I mean, some people already have him penciled in to be the starter next year, which uh, it's not happening. But uh, unless things get really weird, but. Um, but I mean, like, you know, if you're if you're Levi, are you signing right away if they go trade for one of those guys? I don't know, man. I, if I'm him, I'm thinking like, well, you looks like you just figured out your long-term goaltending. Uh, sorry, you know, that's that, that's where I kind of be with that. So, if it's something they want to hit in the off-season, I think you have a lot more options uh, yeah. To, yeah. to to get it to get a goalie that might work out better. Or listen, if you want Demko or Gibson, it get, gives you a little bit more time to figure out you know to get a full year of scouting get a whole thing figured out and if they got more health problems get it taken care of over the summer as opposed to maybe bringing them in you know if so he tweaks a knee or ankle or shoulder whatever it is and then he's done and then you're like uh-oh there goes yeah. our goaltending depths. you know like that that's that's a tough spot to be in
2: Re- real quick i just want to squeeze this in and then we got to go um i it seems like portillo is a foregone conclusion and that's being even talked about and reported did you see Corey Promin this week with Ryan Johnson? Because I assumed the same about Ryan Johnson, the defenseman playing his final year at the University of Minnesota. Um, I, I figured he was gonna waltz into free agency, but Promman says he's likely to sign here after the college season, which was a pleasant surprise.
3: Yeah, the the talk has been has picked up the last couple of months, uh, around you know, just people you talk to and, and whatnot. Um, that, that Johnson, whatever his opinion was earlier, where, you know, you know, everything during a development camp was very like non-committal, and, you know, we'll mm-hmm. see how it goes. But, um, I think maybe he looked at the defensive pipeline, uh, for the Sabres and saw what was going, you know, see what's happening at the, at the NHL level. And he's like, Oh, I could probably get to the NHL a lot faster than yeah. maybe I thought I could before. Um, and I think that's what jumps out to me, because before, maybe he's thinking the opportunity is not going to be there. Um, but, I mean, three spots are absolutely spoken for. You know, it's Samus and, and it's power. Uh, Yoki, Haru. I mean, they love him. That's great. You can slide him around in that, you know, the the, the the bottom two pairs as much as you want to, but for me, everything else is kind of for grabs. Uh, maybe not, I mean, Labushkin, you know, whatever, they, he's got a role, but, um, but he could crack through right away. So, uh, I... Yeah, I, I mean, I was right there with you. I was, I was figuring there he was going to be a throwing in a trade at some point because yeah. they, you know, they weren't going to be able to get him. But I would bet anything the second the Gophers are toast, we're going to see him. We're going to see him put pen to paper.
2: Maintenance Day podcast, noted hockey, Substack, Bleacher Report, all places you find Joe Yurden's work. Joe, thanks a lot for the time, man. We appreciate it, and I hope we get a chance to catch up, maybe even in person soon.
3: Oh, boy, that would
4: be great. I'm smelling beers, boys. I'm smelling (laughs) beers. (laughs) Let's do it,
3: guys, anytime.
2: All right. Joe Yurden on the Western Hotline. Thanks a lot, Joe. Enjoy the game tonight, and we'll catch up soon. Uh, Again, yeah, Noted Hockey, Substack, Maintenance Day Podcast, Bleacher Report. Been covering the Sabres a long time and does excellent, excellent work. All right, let's take a timeout. Uh, We'll get pick up right where we left off there you know unless zach plays a sound clip from somebody talking about aaron Rodgers and we just talk about that i'm open to it again uh but either way we'll pick up on the sabers conversation after a timeout you're hearing Nate Geary in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog along with Zach Jones, and you are listening to WGR.
0: Old
1: man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
0: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.